0: This is CliffCentral.com
1: Good morning, it's Wednesday morning and we are getting started on Animal Central with that awesome song by the Bar Men I don't know about you, but in my house, when I play that song, my dogs go crazy. They absolutely love it. And it's the perfect start to today because today is International or, or World Dog Day, which is a time that we need to reflect on how, you know, I mean, dogs have always been our very best friends. We, we need them in our lives. They give us so much unconditional love and loyalty. And we need to spare a thought for, for those dogs who are sitting in shelters at the moment, uh, you know, the abuse and, and the abandonment of dogs is at an all-time high, and I think we need to take some time today to just think about that and see what we can actually do to help. So how can you help? Well, there's a couple of ways. Firstly, you can adopt. You can get out to your nearest shelter and adopt a dog that desperately needs a new home. Secondly, you can donate. Shelters don't get government support. So at the end of the day, they are really reliant on the public and sponsors to help them with vet bills, to buy dog food, uh, treats, blankets, all that kind of thing. The third thing you, that you can do is get involved. You know, join organizations like Ban Animal Trading and fight against backyard breeding and puppy mills. Um, fight. Fight against the sale of puppies in pet stores. Get out there. Do your bit. You can also educate. Educate friends, family, people that you know. Educate your children because that is where it all begins. You can also go to a shelter. Go and get involved. Go and bath the dog. Go and wash, you know, go and take them for walks. This is something that these little guys in the shelters, they sit there the whole day and they need some kind of human interaction. So get out there and do that. So... You know, to start today, I've got some wonderful guests in and they, they also are animal angels that get involved everywhere they can. But I thought I'd start today on something a little bit different. We, I want to talk about hardy-dars. Now, I'm sure most of you have hardy-dars in your gardens. And and I remember a time I was on an international business call with one of Caesar Milan's representatives, and a hardy-dar landed on my window ledge and let out the scream. This guy – there you go, exactly like that. So this guy actually um, – What what was that? What was that? He got such a fright because he knew I was in Africa and he assumed that I was being attacked by some kind of wild beast. When I explained to him that this was a very large bird, he was quite, well, you know, it sounds like a pterodactyl. So I don't know if I want to come and visit you guys. But we all know the the hardy-dars and we've learned to love them and we've learned to enjoy their screaming. But did you know that a hardy-dar is actually monogamous? So they breed for life. They They mate for life. So think about that, you know, before you try to poison them or get rid of them out of your garden. These guys mate for life and they also play a huge part in our ecosystem because they eat snails, um, they eat the parktown prawns, they eat beetles and lawn crickets. So they really, really do help us. And most golf courses actually welcome them for these exact reasons. They have a distinctive call, but what I didn't know is that they can also give a a low, what they call a puppy growl when they find some thing delicious to eat, so they will growl at it. Um, they're widespread throughout sub-Saharan Africa, and they nest in large colonies, so you get about a 100 birds together, but then they disperse in small groups to go and forage, uh, forage and look for food. Their only predators are, obviously, humans, once again, uh, owls, eagles, and, um, you know, just before the rainy season, like now, these guys are actually breeding. So, you know, let's take care of our heart does. I mean, they're part of South African life, and uh, we'd miss them if they weren't around. But moving on now to today's show, we have got Emma O'Brien in studio. Emma, in my opinion, is one of, if not the, best pet photographer in the country. Hi, Emma. Welcome. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Emma, we've worked together a lot. You Mm -hmm. are our official Canine Zone photographer. Yep. And you do a lot more than pet photography. You also get involved in helping the shelters. What do you do? I do. Um
2: I am Santon SPCA's patron photographer. In fact I'm ah. off there after our interview today to go and uh, photograph the animals that are waiting to be adopted. Um for me, you know, I have a full house at home. There are mm. five dogs and two rescue parrots, so there is not really space for any more. <laughs> um, so I kind of go and do my bit by going to the shelters uh, that I work with and going and taking nice photos of the animals that are waiting to be adopted. We found... Mm. I think there's been quite a few posts worldwide about it. We found that it makes a huge difference to animals being adopted if there's a nice photo of them. People share the photos on social media much more widely if they're they're clear and then people like to look at them. Um, And the other thing for me is educating people about the fact that shelter dogs aren't – all kind of pavement specials. Yes. They're not all broken and damaged. Um, as Elka's here as our other guest today yes. will, will, we'll, uh, be able to, to uh, testify, you know, if you have a particular pure breed that you like, you'll find them in a shelter. Absolutely. You'll find, uh, you know, you'll find a specific rescue for the dog breed yes. that you like. Um, see, so, yes, so I've got a, a project on the go called the rescue dog photo project, um, at the moment, which is, is about photographing, uh, dogs that have been adopted from shelters and an now in their forever homes, mm. and taking pictures of them, and just telling their stories to try and document the variety that that shelter dogs yes. come in. Because you know, and they
1: make such amazing pets. I mean, we do that in Canine Zone. We get these dogs that have been adopted and going to these homes, and they yeah. almost they they're so grateful. They they make the most amazing pets. Yeah. And you're quite right, Emma. We we have adorable adoptables mm. with the pictures. And I always ask the shelters, please send nice, clear. Yeah. Photos, because it does make a difference. It does, it does, absolutely. But I, you know, the the reason they always say is that it's very difficult to photograph a dog, and I've seen you in action. (laughs) You get all involved and you get down, and and I don't know how you do it, because let me tell you guys, Emma goes... (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Well, Emma, you go out there, I've seen this, Emma goes out there and she'll go, okay, we're gonna do the photograph and she makes these noises and doggy noises and gets down there. And in 10 minutes, the best photos come out. These dogs just dote on you and watch you all the time. What's the secret? Well, I think it's kind of a, a bit of a, a honed skill
2: over time. But also, you just have to be very patient. Um You know, and it, I do find it is it's easier with people's dogs in their homes that they're comfortable with Mm. or people's you know I had a a day on Sunday where people brought rescue dogs to my studio and depending on how well trained the dogs are it makes the task a bit easier um SPCA dogs of course most of them have been locked Gosh. up in their in their runs, and yes. they come out and they're all excited. Full so it is quite challenging to get mm. them to sit still, and it can get a bit frustrating. But I mean, they're like small children. There's no point getting yes. getting cross. You have to just kind of go, okay, well, let's give them five minutes <laughs> yes. to pelt round, and let's try again. <laughs> you
1: can't explain <laughs> to them. What do they say? It's the worst to work with children and absolutely, dolls. yeah. You're yeah. trying to say to them, look, we're trying to help
2: you get a home here. Could you just sit, sit still nicely?
1: Yeah. But I don't know if I agree with you, Emma. I I try and put in a photo of me. In my dogs or my dogs in the magazine and man it just I stand there with mints and Vienna's and do dances and make weird inhumane noises. You just all you get all I get is this blurry
2: You know what you do need is, is invariably it's much easier if you have somebody helping you. You know, I would never go it's impossible to go and try and take a picture of a dog that's even my I mean my own dogs are not very well behaved, so we won't use them as an example. But um it is very difficult to concentrate on taking a picture if you you don't have somebody to help you by waving treats for you or positioning the dog for you. So mm. I think that the, probably the first tip is have somebody to
1: help you. To help you. Yeah. Otherwise, it
2: is it is impossible. You know, you do need assistance with it. Yes.
1: Yes, because uh, we'll talk about that later because I wanted you to give us some tips because, uh, please do, because I get these gorgeous photos <laughs> and people who really love their dogs yeah. sending pictures in for our Your Photos page and half of them I can't use and yeah. it breaks my heart mm. because they don't understand resolution and yep. that you need a clear sure. photograph so we will get to that but let's let's also talk to you about how, why how did this come about that you focused do you do other photography as well or is I this do. all you do i do uh,
2: family photography and mm. maternity and baby photography so most uh, portrait photography I'll, I'll I'll cover um this sort of it all started i got um very foolishly don't do it bought a puppy from a pet store mm. um who promptly died thirty six hours oh, later from parvo man. virus. Um and I kind of knew at the time that I bought him, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm. Um but you know they're all cute you feel and you think a home. Um and I you know took it to the vet and the vet said to me, you know, you can't have another unvaccinated puppy in your house now for another six months. Right. So I thought right, I kind of have to make up for this. Um You know, I mean, I went in and went catatonic on the, uh, the pet shop. So I Mm. went back in there and I went mad. So, um, and put off some customers with my crying and snot and swearing at the guy in there. Good for you. Um, so I then went to, to Santon SPCA. And I decided, you know, I kind of need to go and adopt somebody. Um and the the puppy that I'd bought was a little a Daxi puppy. Um and I sort of had my heart set on getting a Daxi. So I get to the SPCA and lo and behold, there is a Dashand. <laughs> He's quite an old Dashand who's trotting round. So I was like, Kill okay, well, that's probably my no. dog. Um because he was older and he was vaccinated, okay, we had no problem with with him catching anything being in the house um yeah so that was uh started off with jeremy who is mm. now i don't know how old he is he's maybe sort of 13 oh, he's now still around. no he's still around he? i've had him i had him four years in february yep <sighs> um so still going strong um and then from from there i said to them you know well how can i help you mm. um how can i help you raise funds you know i'm a photographer this you know how how can i you know. So I volunteered my services to shoot a calendar for them, which is now the Santan SPCA PCA calendar. We've completed the fifth one now, uh which will be out sort of September time. Um and then from obviously from there I just kind of ended up getting involved with more rescue places. Yes. Um I then went to Claw and, and I've I've done quite a bit of stuff with them and then I adopted another dog from there. Oh, so the family, the family grew. <laughs> and then I got another little baby from Ark. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it kind of snowballed from, from there. Yes. And I guess if it hadn't have been for a rather tragic and silly decision, maybe this wouldn't have it all wouldn't happened. Have happened. Um, yeah, so it was just in kind of my mission in, in life was to try and, Educate people about how great rescue dogs are. Encourage mm, people yes. to adopt dogs. Um You know, because they really are fabulous. No, they, they really, really are. are fabulous.
1: And Emma, didn't you also do the elderly dogs? Uh, yes. So, the oldies?
2: Yes. So last year's Santon SPCA calendar was golden oldies. So we had, uh, had a whole bunch of very geriatric wow. dogs coming into the studio. And I thought uh, it would be a little easier to yes. photograph them because they wouldn't be so regularly. However, we didn't take into account some of them were blind and deaf. So oh. it's a little difficult to get their attention if they yes, can't see or hear you. Absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, as the as time's gone on, our golden oldies have sort of, I don't know if there's, I think we've lost about five, unfortunately. Really? Um, it's inevitable. We had dogs that were, were 14, 15 coming through the door. Um, but and I think these it, were all dogs that were up for adoption. Or no, had these, been adopted? these were all adopted pets. Most oh. of them were most of them were shelter dogs. I think we had a couple that, that, that weren't. Um, but just to highlight, you know how beautiful older mm. dogs are. Um, you no, know, we got a, a great collection of pictures. So, um, you know that's something that's very important to me because I think you know when I, I went to the SPCA two weeks ago and there were two. There's an eight-year-old and a twelve-year-old dog there that have been um, dropped off because we don't no. want these anymore. You it's know, crazy. It's, it
1: is crazy, Emma. And, you know, the old dogs, I, I've heard the excuses. They say they're not going to adopt an older dog because yeah. they're not going to live long. Oh, but, I mean, we, we did a story about an old doggie called Hannah mm. that was adopted. And, yes, she was only in her forever home for a short yeah. while. But what a difference that made. Of course. Of what course. a difference that made. Yeah. And I'm actually going to bring Alka Brain in here. Alka, you from Nordic Rescue. I mean, do you also see that the old dogs just get
0: overlooked? Yes, they do. Um, and, and like you said, Sharon, um, first of all, thank you for having me here today. Um, it's true. Um, the older dogs, I mean, we, we got one, an old dog and we thought was three years old, Mm -hmm. landed up being eight years old. Mm -hmm. And he lived in his home for about two years Mm -hmm. when he passed away. Mm -hmm. But I tell you the difference, um, you know, the difference that it made in that that dog. I mean, we were heartbroken. We only had him for two years, Mm -hmm. but, um, older dogs are magnificent. i tell you, they fit in lovely. They, they, Personalities are so unique yeah. I, I can't explain exactly You know Describe what they are really like But yes. I personally Would not take a puppy mm. um, I've got six Siberian Huskies <laughs> wow. And um, I would not take in A younger one I would rather go for An eight-year-old A nine-year-old mm. Because A They are overlooked yes. And people just don't realize All that they want Is just those golden years To yeah. spend yeah. lying in the sun yes. Being pampered Being yeah. loved I mean it's it's Absolutely. heaven for them. It's heaven, yeah. and people just bypass them because they say they're not going to adapt. Yeah. Well, they do adapt very nicely. Even yeah. later. And, yes, and, and, they and do. They are so grateful. I mean, yeah. you you you'll see their personality. I can't explain it. It's almost like they they look at you with that thankfulness in their eyes mm. that. You know what? Your heart just melts. Yeah. I mean there's no ways it, mm. it just, just And the know. sad
1: thing is that Emma, as you're saying, a lot of people when the dog gets older they they hand it into an SBCA. I, I cannot understand
2: how no. but then you know that's that's the, mm. the that's a whole other debate really. But um but yeah, and I think whilst we're talking about older dogs, um, obviously we're not, not, uh, pimping any particular brands, but the thing is as well, people worry about vet spills with older dogs. Mm. A lot of your pet insurance will insure dogs up to the age of eight. Yes. So if you end up with a dog that you think maybe is six or seven, you can get them onto pet insurance. Absolutely. So problem solved actually. So Absolutely. that's, you know, I uh, say my sausage he's been he's been pretty healthy really so apart I from that people think they get yeah. but they don't they're actually very healthy if I mean, they're fed after, properly and looked and after Looked yeah. after.
1: i mean my two are nine years old now and you, mm. you know we're looking the one with a bit of arthritis but they're yep. very healthy
0: yeah we we took in um as a Siberian Husky she was um about 11 when we took her in mm. and she's 13 now but she does have some issues, yeah. but the thing is that's because for 11 years mm. she lived she in a concrete place, oh. yeah, had to live in the garage on the floor, mm. didn't get the right food and things like that. So, you know, you, you do get those odd ones, but you know what? She's a pleasure to have. Mm. She really is. She's yeah. so grateful for every little thing that she gets. Yeah. And all she does is just lie and be happy. Yeah, mm. they,
1: They're so settled.
0: Yes. And they're uh, chilled. They really yeah. are chilled and yeah. settled.
1: And as you say, it's almost like they they know yeah. they've been given given this chance and they're utterly devoted. Yeah. Really, they really are. Yeah. And and it's very sad. I was saying to Emma earlier, my dream is to to start a shelter, a retirement shelter. That'd be awesome. For <laughs> these old dogs because mm-hmm. they need a little bit of extra yeah. care and warmth in winter mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that. But um I was Wondering, so so a calendar like that, Emma, that was actually sold to raise funds?
2: Yep, it was to raise for... funds for Santa and SPCA. So every year our calendar is, uh, the costs of it are completely sponsored mm. by, we have page sponsors, etc. Um, so... The proce- 100% of the proceeds from the sale of that calendar go back to Santon SPCA. Um, so we shot the 2016 one in June, which was a little stressful because the theme for this year is going to be best friends. Mm-hmm. So, so we had two. multiple dogs. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so we started the day with three beagles that wouldn't do anything, <laughs> they were told. So it was rather, it was rather a hectic day, but, um, and we included some cats this
1: year as well because we've had ah, requests for people to have cats. That must have been interesting. They were Easier than the dogs. Oh, really? Hey?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting because yep. normally they will do what they feel like.
2: <laughs> yes, we had a few that tried to climb the curtains, mm. but um, but no, the cats were easier than the dogs. And do you shoot in your own studio? Yeah, so you bring them all. Yeah, everybody. There. We have like time slots. Everybody comes yes. through. Then we we have a, quite a uniform finish to it. So for the previous years, have been on location and what have you. So it's all been quite different. But I've tried to sort of make a more kind of fine art um, appearance for mm. it. So it's just a bit more consistent, and these really. And
1: calendars really work. I know mm. for me as a dog lover and many people out there, those are the calendars I want on the wall. Yes. I want to look up from my desk and see a beautiful yes. puppy or a doggy. And I know we were speaking last week. We just did the perfect puppy calendar mm. for Soweto Animal Rescue. Mm. And, and people love them and they're good ways to yeah. raise funds. Yeah. They really, really yes. are. Yeah. Especially if they're nicely done and yeah. beautiful photos mm. as well. So where can people get this calendar, Emma? So, um, it'll be launching
2: probably towards the end of September. So they can have a look on the Santon SPCA website, uh, www.santonspca.org.za. Mm. Um, they'll also be for sale. I've got a little online shop, which is Photography. So they'll be up there, um, available to buy and people, they'll be uh, for sale in various shops in Parkhurst. People can pop into the SPCA and go okay. and fetch them. So Directly they'll be. From yeah. the SPCA. So they'll be
1: quite widely available. I must admit, l- lately I've seen these wonderful campaigns from the SPCA. I don't know if mm. you've seen the Cardies campaign now, Mm-mm. where Cardies has mm. jumped on board with this, uh, bracelet. Okay. That you can get from Cardies and a percentage goes back to the SPCA. Yeah. Those are wonderful initiatives. Yeah. Because people want to help, but it's it's always nice to get something nice, you know. And and you uh, and the pin. I don't know if you've seen the animal yeah. welfare pin. Yes. yes, that's another one that I'm after. I mean, that's oh. that's really awesome. Mm.
2: I think it's a way for people because you know not everybody is comfortable with going to a shelter mm. and brushing dogs mm, and walking dogs because I think some people find it very upsetting. Mm, yes, um, and I think for Elka's probably feels the same as me. The more, the longer time you spend with it, you sort of. Not harden yourself to it, but you have to kind of go. Okay, well, I'm coming in to do what I can do here, mm. so there's no point getting upset because it doesn't actually help anybody. But I think for people who aren't comfortable with going, buying a calendar, buy a bracelet, yes. make a donation, drop some blankets, do an SMS, off, drop some whatever. food yeah, off is, is a way of. If everybody did a little bit, you know, things would but that's would be interesting a lot better. that you
1: brought that up and and. I was saying to somebody the other day. She said, "How do you do this? How do you mm. see?" And look, I I work at a desk, yeah. <laughs> and I do, and I get the stories and stuff like that. And and yes, in the beginning, not a day went by that I wasn't in tears. Yeah, I've got to the stage now where you you have to, in a way, not yeah. not harden yourself, but yeah. get some perspective yes. and say. How can I help? What do I yes. do? Move on. Do you find that is something that you do develop, Alka, as you
0: I rescue? Don't, I don't, I, I don't know because I still cry every single day. Really? I go to sleep crying about animals I see on Facebook mm. that have been tortured and and ripped to pieces and things like that. But I think um, you kind of pull yourself together because you then start focusing on the ones you have rescued. How to, yes, yes how to And help. then you have those happy tales and you post yes. those lovely updates and you've yep. taken a dog out of a very abused situation and put him into the most loving home that you yep. can possibly find. Mm. So that kind of. That's what I used to justify myself, to make myself Mm. deal with all the horrors that are out Mm. there Yeah, Mm. because it is still heartbreaking. It's not an easy life. I've sometimes
1: said I wish I didn't love dogs that much because of the hurt (laughs) that you feel. It would have been perhaps an easier life if I didn't care. But you care so much and, and it's hard. You've Mm, got to basically look
0: at, 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 at the success. Yes. And, and you know, when it really gets to you, because sometimes some of these stories really do get to you. And then you, you, you have your moment of tears and everything. And then you sort of look and say, okay, fine. But then remember you saved this one and that one and Mm. that one and that one was ill and you made him better or her better Mm. and whatever. And, and, and that is an, it is an amazing reward to see that dog from being absolutely nothing to becoming this beautiful animal. Yes. I mean, we
1: posted something yesterday. Uh, it was a husky, uh, Akira. Yes. I don't know if she was one of yours, but no. the before picture was just. Yes, yes. Yeah, you could even see that mm. this was a husky. Yeah. And right. the
0: after picture, yeah. that is what makes it all worth it it, yeah. 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 it. it does, it does, yeah. It just puts something in your heart, you know. Yes. You forget about that pain. Mm. So we've got the, you know, we've got the pain and we've got the happiness, yes. and we just yeah. have to. Wait, you know, and it it takes
1: a special person to do it. It's something that clicks in you. I don't know, as a child, or or something happens in your life that you, you just. I mean, what what makes a person compassionate towards animals and others not others that are able? I can never understand how people can abuse an animal. No. No. Me neither. I so mean, look, I, know, I know, you know from
0: myself, I grew up on a farm. So, I mean, I've always loved animals. I've mm. always have. And I did my little own rescue with the cats, hiding them away from my grandmother, <laughs> things like that. You know, because in the farms, you know, they used to do horrible things mm. you know, many, many years ago. So, I, I think, I don't know. I think maybe it's something that you're born with. I don't mm. know.
1: Mm. I
2: just think, you know, from, from my perspective of it i you know i got into photography and because i wanted to kind of make a difference and mm. then you you know you end up i'm a full-time photographer so i have bills to pay so yeah. um but it's always been something that's important to me to to give back and i guess animals is something i'm i'm passionate about and that's where i direct my, yes, my giving yes. back energy um and i think it just it's important for me actually it's kind of I find it it, it it's fulfilling for me to, to go mm. and do it because I think I, I I just don't think it's right yes. when you're in a position to do something to make a difference to not to not make a
1: difference I mean you do these these you see these little SMS lines to raise funds mm. from these shelters who are so desperate and you think most people run up so bulls into the thousands Absolutely just pick up that phone, send a couple of SMSs. Yep. It's not going to hurt your pocket and no. it's going to really make a difference. Yep. So everybody can do something.
2: Yeah. And I think it's encouraging people to, to adopt dogs from mm. shelters because yes. they do make super pets. And I had, uh, I had a few people at my shoot on Sunday and they brought their one non rescue with them. So introduce me to them. And this is the one we got before we knew better. Oh, yeah and, you know, and he's delightful but then they've got another so he's a, a labrador they've got another labrador from uh, via labrador rescue and yes. then they've got um an australian shepherd from australian shepherd rescue so you can get beautiful pure breed dogs Absolutely, from shelters you
0: can i've yeah. also found as well um i'm also receiving more um, emails on that where people will say we are looking to adopt a dog yes. and we don't want to by one from yeah. the breeders mm-hmm. so, the so it's, it's changing it's yes, changing, it changing. Yeah.
1: it's yeah. definitely changing okay i see it every single day yes there's still a yeah. lot of horrific stories but it's almost like it's equalizing now yeah. yes there's yeah. also a lot of fantastic yeah. stories and yeah. people are wising up and and if i was a pet store these days still selling puppies mm. i'd be very worried because I mean, you get the people from Ban Animal Trading who go out there, they really make a difference. Yes, they do. And people are wising up. They they don't accept this anymore. They won't tolerate it. If a pet store is named and shamed on Facebook, social media is so powerful. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So powerful. They'll literally go to that pet store and they will complain and they won't support it. No. So, you know... Times they are a changing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. definitely not. Yeah, I learned my
2: lesson the hard way getting a puppy from a pet mm. store. Absolutely heartbreaking having to tell my daughter who was eight at the time. Oh, you know the puppy that you left this morning went to, when you went to school, not here anymore. Mm. You mm. know it's it's. I mean it's terrible. And it the vet when I took took him to the vet, the vet sort of rolled her eyes and was like, I'm not surprised. Okay? Yeah. You will buy a puppy from a pet store, this
1: is what's going to Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure most of us I know I did it. Mm-hmm. Many we're going back many years ago. Amy has now passed away short ten years ago. But I was in that same position in yeah. to a port. A horrible little pet store, a little puppy in there riddled with ticks and fleas. Yeah. She wouldn't have made it. My heart broke. And I bought her for 50 rand. Wow. And you think, oh, she lived to 14. Yes. So a lot of people go, but shame, how can we walk past? No, of but course. But they don't understand that if you buy that puppy. Oh, another one or fill it Another spot. one, and it's encouraging yeah. Yeah. these horrible puppy yes. mills. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Elka, do you find, now you focus on huskies. Yes. Do you find there's a lot of puppy mills that,
0: breed huskies oh god too many sorry really? yeah just too many i mean we are picking at the moment we've got a major crisis um there's so many huskies at the spca's that are strays and donated huskies and the ones that we're finding on the streets at the moment um are just yeah it's, it's, it's getting a little bit hectic i've at the moment got about 12 fourteen huskies that need to find a place of safety by the end of Sunday. Goodness. Um yeah, it's it's it's
1: otherwise? Euthanasia.
0: No, um no. Um probably two of them, yes, possibly. Mm. But the others are, are the personal circumstances of, of a of a, the lady that's that unfortunately has been evicted and her huskies need a place of safety and whatever. Yeah. But I mean, you know, looking at at the area, especially on the West Strand, Mm. I mean at the moment there are a lot of strays running around and we cannot (laughs) find the owners because a husky runs. I mean, if you're looking for a husky, you've got to look at about a sixty kilometer radius. To try and and see Because within two hours I mean that could be From one suburb To the next suburb Probably mm, to the next mm. um, You know from the east To the west Or something like that I mean No absolutely We did a We reunited a husky um About two years ago That went missing in PE And landed up in the Cape Wow Went missing for what? 17 months Goodness me Yeah Good heavens Heaven knows what and happened re- re- oh so you We don't know, don't know what, what happened In those 17 months yes. But he was found Ended in the up Cape. in Cape Town Yeah it, there was a big story on one of our Facebook pages about Gee. Shadow Yeah, It was really um
1: But I mean Elka we, you know what people don't know is Elka and I live quite close to each other <laughs> and she's always my go to girl. So I've phoned her many, many times. Say so, Elka, please come help. Something wrong here. I mean, last Christmas um we were trying to look over walls when people yes. had disappeared and gone on holiday and left. So so we've done a lot of good work together. But, <laughs> but, you know, I want to talk about that too, Alka, because I think when I see you and I go, mm, Christmas is coming up. It's four months away. Yeah. We're probably going to see a lot of each other
0: again. Yes, because we will. I, I know so, those yes. neighbors.
1: <laughs> I just know they're going to do it again. They bugger off. They go on holiday. They leave them with someone who comes in to feed the dogs, apparently only every two to three days. Surely people now should be making plans already yes. and saying, well, we're going away in December. Yep. We need to find a kennel or a very
0: reliable house sitter. Mm. What I advice think, do you have for you that? No, no, Sharon, I think the problem is, you know, the finances. You mm. know, the kennels are very expensive, the boarding kennels. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I don't know. Some people just prefer to have a good holiday than worry about the animals, mm. you know, um, I don't know. I, I mean, they should be looking around because the kennels are going to be filling yes. up very yeah. soon. Very soon. And maybe we don't have enough kennels around because um, it's, it's quite hectic over December. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you see, I think the problem
1: is in the year, they're quiet. So you yes. don't need that many no, kennels. They close yeah. down. Yeah. But then
0: come December... But but the good thing is, although they're quiet throughout the year, the kennels, you know, a lot of rescue organizations make use of those kennels. Oh, good. Yes. So, us, we as rescuers go and bombard those kennels, if you want to put it that way, throughout the year. But we have to obviously remove our dogs before the December time comes.
1: Yes. No, I just, you know, it's it always makes me very sad because I think also people, if they're going to go on holiday, they need to do some research and find... Yes the right kennel or the right house sitter and sometimes it's a bit concerning there are young people out there that are passionate about animals but I've heard of a lot of situations where they've got a teenager in to look after the dogs and the minute that car's out the driveway it's party time and I'm out and the dog can't speak so there's no way for you to actually check up so you've Got to do your your homework and make sure mm. it's the right person.
0: Definitely, definitely and, or don't
1: go. We haven't been on holiday in about three years now. And when I do, I've got a wonderful guy who comes and looks after us. I cry all the way down to Durban, you know. And but I mean, the other option is, of course, to find maybe pet-friendly accommodation, which I see yeah. there's a lot um, of good hotels, like even the Oyster Box Hotel. I didn't know that. Oh, really? I think yes. there's a lot more.
0: Places that allow animals mm, now, yeah. that are starting yeah. to allow yeah. that, I've I'm not seen sure that. mine would be allowed, but
2: they would probably black. <laughs> well, I can't see myself going with six huskies, six to,
0: huskies. To, to a place, <laughs> so I <stay> at home. <laughs> yes, I,
1: know. I know, and and also when you do leave your dogs alone at home, they they would probably be distressed, so they're going to bark. I know those were reasons that we spoke. Elka is these poor dogs cry and bark constantly then you got the neighbors getting upset and and please god they don't try and harm the dog Mm. (laughs) you know but that happens Mm. (laughs) it does happen happen, poisonings or whatever the case may be or the sbca is called the dogs are taken in and possibly end up euthanized so you've really got to make sure they're safe they're part of the family Mm. they deserve nothing less
0: yeah, I think people should really sort of look in advance to see what they're going to do if mm, they know they're going to, yeah. people normally know they're going to go away in December anyway. So yes. you've got, you've got half a year at least to make arrangements to, to do things.
1: Yeah. Now, now Elka, tell me you, your Nordic rescue. Yes. Where did this start? Where did you get in or start getting involved?
0: Yeah, Many years ago. Um, but I wasn't obviously a shelter then. Mm. Um, started off just dealing with the lost huskies. Um, started a, a Facebook page for for lost huskies, and I was just sort of trying to match them, which we had quite a lot of success. And then all of a sudden we got involved with the found ones, and needed places for them to go. Mm. So we had to look at kennels, and then we had to give ourselves a name. Yeah, so that's where Naughty came about. And now we've got we we well we do we deal with the lost founds and the homeless ones so mm. we obviously you know try and help if we see there's a husky at the SPCA we go through our database and see if there's anybody that you know wants a new husky or something mm. to, and send them in to adopt those yeah because do you see an
1: increase in in
0: adoptions it goes up and down Um there's lots of people that want Siberian huskies the only problem is the um, the property doesn't qualify you know the home inspections are pretty strict and um, people have got walls that are four foot walls which is not going to do any husky any good because they'll scale over it no for sure so um it's it's difficult a lot of people want but yeah we're battling we do
1: battle well we got to pay the bills but when we come back we're going to talk about microchipping and how important that is cliffcentral.com flying fish now has even more flavor More flavor! Huh? Hey! What ya doing? Bring it even more flavor! Alright. Introducing new chilled
0: green apple. Chilled green apple! It's a beer with all the bitterness brewed out and green apple flavor brewed in. I see the flavors brewed in. Go on. Huh. Add some flavor. Don't mind if I do. Ah.
1: Enjoy response. Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. And we're back with Alka Debrain from Nordic Rescue and Emma O'Brien, the most fantastic photographer of pets. And I I just wanted to talk about, you know, when you say these dogs run, they get lost. I, I guess it would be very important to always have a husky microchipped
0: or any dog. Yes, yeah. any dog. Huskies, yes, definitely, without a mm. doubt. But um, obviously, whichever dog comes into our care, we have, when we do rehome them, we Microchip, Make regardless sure. of breed, regardless mm. of breed. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I think it's one of the things when you have a dog, there's a few things you were saying, pet insurance, yep. uh, medical insurance. Yes. yes. I've got mine on. And, yes. and it's very reasonable, actually. Yeah. It's not very expensive. No. no, it's not. Microchipping, it doesn't hurt them. No. It's very reasonable. I know companies like Pet. they've got a national database. Yeah. Uh, a national database. They've got scanners and all the SPCAs. Yeah. So if your dog's found, it's it's…
0: Quick, quick, quick. The only problem that that we've come across with the microchipping is that, you know, people microchip their dogs, then they rehome them themselves. Don't change the details. And they don't change Mm, the details. So we've got Huskies sitting with us that go back to owners from five years ago who gave them away, and we can't find out who the new (gasps) owner is. So that's one thing people must also remember when they microchip Mm. that if they do um, update your details. Yeah, it's very important. Even if they move homes and take the Husky or any dog with Mm. them. Yes. Because that's one of our biggest problems.
2: the other thing is having tags on your dog's collar as well, because mm. it's much easier if you, for somebody, to pick a dog up. If they stop yes. and pick your yeah. dog up, they can ring you. You know, it's very frustrating if you're somewhere and a dog's got no collar yes. and you pick it up and you're like, okay, well, great, well. Yes,
1: and I'm sure we've all done that. I know me mm. and uh, my sister Julie often she'll phone me. Well, there's a dog, and it is so convenient if you can actually yeah. have a look. Yeah, and there's a phone number. we we've often stood there on the side of the road, phoned phone, and yeah. the owners come immediately. Yeah,
2: or even if you. Drop them at a local vet or the SPCA. Yeah, you can phone. leave a message and say, "Well, mm. here is where your dog is. Please go fetch it." Yes. Then people aren't left frantically wondering, you know, what's happened yeah.
1: to their dogs. So yeah. And
0: Murphy's law will be that you'll pick up a dog at nine o'clock at night mm. when all the no, vets are closed, so no you tag. can't scan yeah. the dog. No, exactly, yes. Exactly.
1: then what do you do with it? Exactly. And didn't you pick up one late? Was it on New Year's Eve? Oh uh, yeah, we've done uh, it a couple of
0: times. But oh, yeah. um, you know, then of course the garage or the inside of the car is mm. going to be the place until the next morning. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the problem with you. I, I also have other dogs. I yes. can't bring them home. No. So you sit there. What do you do with them then? And New Aww. Year's Eve yeah, no, no, is the way. worst, the yeah. worst time. And, and we always do this whole big thing. Don't do fireworks, the devastation and, and maiming of these poor animals every year. But people only make a noise about it a week before New Year and, yeah. and a little bit afterwards. Everybody's you know Arms up And freaking out We should start Talking about it Now already yes. Get involved In your communities Most communities Have uh, security centers Get it out In your meetings Table it And declare your area A firework free zone yeah. Don't wait Until a week Before New Year's Eve Do it now You That's know it's, it's, it's a devastating evening for, for a lot of dogs And mm-hmm. families so, um, but there's a lot good. of us
0: rescuers that go out after midnight, mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. Driving around the streets. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. We, we do that. I mean, I do that in my area as well. I've got the local, um, security company that t- has told me that if I get into trouble, I must please phone them. Oh, They'll help me, that's you know? Great. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: No, but we really do. I, in fact, I'm going to start posting on Facebook and it's start getting, that awareness out there now Before people start planning their parties And and all the rest I run around my area putting notes on all the gates Saying firework free zone And it actually works yeah, it, does. it really does work if people realise The damage it's causing So if you want to plan something and you want to do fireworks Because it gives you pleasure some reason you know rather find a place to go to yes. where, where it's controlled or yeah. um, do sparklers you know sparklers. do something else that's not going to cause this horrible fear and anguish in animals yeah. but Emma you know I was saying earlier that I get a lot of photos sent to me and, and they're not great quality I want to ask you what are your tips for photographing your dog because it's always nice to have beautiful photos in fact most people uh, more people can show you pictures of their dogs on their phone than their children absolutely
2: absolutely (laughs) um okay so i think uh, tip number one which i mentioned earlier is have somebody to help you Mm. because it's quite challenging to try and do it on your own unless your dog is very well behaved um the other thing is to get down onto the same level as your as your dog so your your camera is at their eye level you'll get a much nicer picture Ah. um like that um the other thing is to look for nice even lighting so much better to try and take pictures outside in the garden rather than on the couch in the dark with the flash on Mm. your phone you'll get a much nicer picture (laughs) with some with some natural light um, what else can I tell you um, making squeaky funny dog mm. noises they, t- they tend to like that if they move their heads to, to one side um, I have found there's only a certain amount of time that works for before the dogs look at you like and then get bored okay, with bored that, of that now. <laughs> um, or have your, your helper behind you with a squeaky ball or treats or
1: something just to get their attention and you're going to have to work quite quickly and it's interesting that you say that you must be at eye level mm-hmm. because if you look at the pictures I've taken of my dogs they're always looking up yeah. because I'm standing there with the treats going yeah. no, 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 no. there's nothing wrong, I think
2: it's getting the angle right, if you're completely kind of standing up and over the top and they're looking directly mm. up at you, super, but if you've kind of got them in the corner of the garden and they're miles away from you, its you're going to get a nicer portrait at, yes, at eye level on. Same, with, same with children as well ok, so, um, okay.
1: because the treats I mean I find mine, their focus is on the treats Yes, but The minute those treats are gone, they're off
0: again. So you've got to
1: replace those. So it's a constant round of treats. Yes. Keeping the treat companies
0: in business. (laughs) Emma, how would you, how would you handle the husky? Because Mm. if you're going to get onto eye level with that one. Yes. I mean, he's going to be all over you in two seconds. Because there's no ways they can sit still.
2: No. It's either with them, you, you stand and kind of shoot directly over the top. So they're looking up at you. I found that's quite useful with, with, Especially if they're not your, if they're not your own dogs and you don't know what they're going to do, then that's, that's maybe a little easier. Mm. And the other thing I like to do, um, if I'm at the SPCA is to put dogs, sit them on something so they're a little bit higher up because is they tend to it tends to keep them a bit still for a while Okay. Um, especially obviously just you, you need to have someone to make sure they're not going to fall or you know be, to keep them safe but especially for puppies and you know puppies will always invariably want to be on you or chewing on you or chewing on, or chewing on the camera or yes, your hair or yes. your shoes <laughs> so if you have them elevated a little bit you can you've got a second
1: pin them down <laughs> yes, yes you've got a second. and camera wise I mean yeah, the cell phone cameras we have today yeah. are, are poop perfectly acceptable, mm. but I know a lot of our readers get confused because they send me a picture and I go, it's not high res enough. Yes. How can we explain that to people? What is their setting? So what's the story there?
2: So on your, I mean, on your cell phone, um, I'm sort of in the dark here because I don't tend to take many pictures and print (laughs) them from my cell phone, um, is you just want the setting that gives you the largest file. Okay. So if you're taking a picture that you know you're going to send somewhere for printing, you need to select your largest file size and then make sure... um, um, you're not sending via Instagram or anything because that will um, or Facebook because it will, um, make your file smaller it'll okay. compress there we compress go that's the word it. I'm looking for thank you um, <laughs> so yes otherwise so yes so the, just the highest res resolution setting or the, the biggest setting you have mm. available on whatever kit you're using yes, is going to be because good
1: because when it's lo- too low resolution it yes. doesn't print uh, of, course. Uh, no, and, of course and a lot not. of people are very confused about resolution yes. and they don't understand that but, but yeah I mean uh, you can get amazing photos or cell phones these days yeah
2: if we're being technical the resolution we're looking for is 300
1: dpi, DPI. Aye, dots per dots inch. Per inch. Right. Yeah. Trout, trout, trout. There yes. you go. And and cats? Same kind of same kind of
2: and vibes. Tips. Um I've I have photographed cats who've been high on catnip before, which is always quite interesting. <laughs> if you've got a cat who likes catnip, then you know you'll get some interesting shots there. Yeah, I'm sure. Um Yeah, again, same principle. If if they're treats orientated, use treats. If they're toy orientated, use toys. Um Cats can be easier than dogs because they, they, if they 're not sort of flitting around everywhere, but you might get them to sit still, but your cats are tricky because they like to do their mm. own thing so mm. um,
1: but I almost yeah. find they do sit still, I mean you get one of those feather toys yes. or something they focus they yes look at them exactly so in a way they 're probably a little bit easier because they 're not so be. busy yes they don 't tend to move so fast necessarily. I was just thinking now, um, correct me if i 'm wrong i don 't know if it was something you did. Someone did a, a shelter calendar a few years back with the shelter managers that were nude. With oh yes, no, that, <laughs> that was
0: the off. Yeah, oh, no, It okay. wasn't me. I don't know that if who did that, j- no. but I, I know. Did that. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was almost what's that movie that was made about the woman in um, England?
2: Yes, with the cakes. Um, yeah. Calendar girls. Calendar girls. Go. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that I saw those calendars. They were quite something. And those women were very brave to have done that. I would <laughs> they certainly were, not they have were, done yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I'd need one heck of a big dog <laughs> to cover the bits. <laughs> but, um, but no, now, now you um, your Nordic rescue. So you go out, you rescue these dogs. Do you rehabilitate as well?
0: Yes, yes. So we actually do, obviously the lost and found. So mm. we, Try and help there um, We then have to If we do take them Into our care We do re- rehabilitate them We obviously have to Look for owners Which we do If we can't find the owners Obviously then we Put them up for adoption right, again, right? And also, what we're trying to, what we're looking at now, is obviously trying to focus more on educating mm. the the mm. public. Yeah.
1: And and let's talk about the husky as a breed. Uh, it's not the breed for everybody, is it? I mean, they have certain requirements. They yes. need exercise. They they need to be kept busy.
0: Huskies are, yes, they they, they do need a lot of exercise. They do need to be kept busy and they love people. They absolutely adore people. So what we found lately is mainly that, you know, people, they do have a husky. They get one and they treat it like your normal dog. You know, pat, pat when you come home Mm. and then walk away and do supper. Mm -hmm. A husky doesn't want that. you got to treat it like a kid. So you've got to basically spend time with him or her and Faff around a little bit And spoil it And then once they're happy With the attention They've gotten from you Mm. Then they'll lie by your feet And you can do your supper And you can Mm -hmm. watch your TV And you can do whatever So And and people just Don't have I don't know Whether they don't have the time Or they just don't understand it So Mm. They are very misunderstood Yes they are Yes
1: you often see These huskies behind
0: gates Yeah And you feel so sorry for them Because you walk past And they have to be In a pack system Yeah Yeah. Oh really So one
1: husky No 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 No. It's got to be more than one Yeah Okay because you see them standing behind the gates as you walk past with your dogs, and they seem so frustrated. You know, they mm. want to go. They want to get out there. They need quite a lot of exercise, eh? Hey, yeah.
2: yeah, as well? They
0: do. Yeah. That's why, you see, even when, when people want to adopt that are on smaller properties, we say as long as they... Exercise them, like mm. take them jogging at night time. Then you can mm. still get away with them being in a slightly smaller property, but obviously it hasn't. Got, it's got to be bigger than a shoebox. So obviously mm. quite yeah. big. Yeah. But I mean, we then insist on them. You know that they do take them out for exercise. Otherwise, the dog's going to get frustrated. He is or she is going to dig or try and jump the walls or destroy whatever comes in sight. Mm. But mm. if if your dog gets all the love and all the exercise, the Siberian Husky doesn't. Isn't actually just that destructive like people make him mm. sound to yeah. be.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like with all dogs, I think if they just left, they get frustrated, and then, as you say, comes the digging and the trying to escape, and then and huskies home. are very vocal
0: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you come home and they just attack your slipper, yeah. but it's it's actually an attention seeking thing. They're saying to you, "You're not giving me the attention mm. I want, so what am I going to do? I'm going to take something of yours and I'm going to chew it." Yes, mm. yes, <laughs> yes. And they're the perfect dogs. You're saying people buy, spend a fortune on gym memberships. Get a
1: husky, and yeah, go, go, jogging. go jogging. You know, they yeah. they're great to go for runs with. They and love things it. like that Perfect. because that's what they breed to do, isn't yes.
0: it? They love running. So I think what we need to sort of also look at is maybe trying to get sort of more of these husky walks in in in, in some of the suburbs, you know, mm. because there are a couple of husky walks. I think what is a of husky them, walk? I mean, it's just when everybody meets on a Sunday morning at six o'clock at a at a particular park or, or um, area in Pretoria. They do it in Fairy Glen or something, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody brings their huskies and they just go on a trail. It's like a Lovely. like going to Walk Haven almost. Yes. But, um, you know, it's just Siberian Huskies or Husky Crosses, you know. Mm, okay. um, and there are a lot of walks, like I said, in Pretoria. But we need to focus on some more sort of like East Rand, West Rand. Mm, mm. It mm. will help some of the owners because a lot of people do. They don't mind taking them out on a Sunday morning. Mm. No, sure. I mean, I
1: was at Walkhaven this weekend and there was a couple of people there that went before you get into Walkhaven and letting their dogs Run on that road. Yeah. Um, but they, they can also be very vocal. I know we had, na- I had yes. neighbors with dogs yes. that cried the whole day. But again, these people were out the whole day. Yeah. Came home. It's also a attention
0: seeking thing because look, with mine, they only make, they only become noisy when they, when mom comes home. Mm, you yes. know, when they hear the garage gate going open, then it's like two seconds or, well, two minutes of howling and then that's it. But they got that distinctive. Wolf-like howl, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing. It is, thing. it's lovely to hear. It the really most is. amazing thing.
1: And how are they with other animals? Aggression? No, good, no? very good. Great. We've
0: normally found the opposite, that when we do introductions with, um, we had a dachshund incident once, where the dachshund decided it was going to nip the husky, mm. and the husky thought, no way, am I coming near you again? So the husky just backtracked and just went to the corner, and obviously we couldn't adopt the husky out to that home because yes. the ducks and just didn't. They, they're very good a with other dogs. They're very, very good. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And with kids? Wonderful. The only problem you've got to watch out is, you know, the age of the kids and the boisterousness of a husky. Yeah, yeah, right. Because when they're going to play mode in the afternoons, early hours in the morning, or in late afternoons, like my ones do, I mean, they knock me over. They just come charging through that mm. house down the passage, and you just got to get out of their way. Uh, but it's a short time period. It's just, you know, releasing the energy and things like yes. that. So mm. yeah, we have that kind of a problem with the young kids. They often might just get knocked over. Knocked yeah. over. And grooming? Easy to easy to groom? Because it are is very easy to groom. Frustrated. You've just got to remember to do. It on a regular basis, yeah. Yes, I mean so, there's various brushes you can use that you can buy at the pet shops and yes. things like that. So they them. don't need grooming parlors and stuff like um, that. You a lot of people do take them, but um, you know, um, I prefer to do my own grooming. You can yeah. do it yourself. Yes. Yeah.
1: So if somebody is listening now, they want to go and adopt a beautiful husky, how do they get hold of you, Elka? What do they do? Where do they
0: find one? Well, we've got lots up for adoption at the moment. Stacks. Too mm. many, I would say. But um, obviously, um, they can either phone us on our cell phone number. Um, I don't know. Yes, please, if you've got your cell phone or website. Yeah. the the uh, no, It'll best, best be email address and cell phone, okay, which um, do you need? The yes, please. please. Okay, so cell phone would be 082-927-4222. Okay. Um, and email address is very straightforward. It's alka which is E-L-K-E. At Nordic Rescue. Nordic Rescue. And I think you've got a Facebook page too, don't you? We've got the Facebook page as well. Nordic Rescue. Yeah, it's it's Nordic Rescue SA, yes. Okay. And
1: I mean you aside from adoption you can always use. Yeah, we also help. You know, people
0: phone us up when they've got a problem, like um Mm -hmm. behavioral problem and things like that. So we do go out. Okay. And, and try and see whether we can help. If we can't help, obviously, we'll, we'll refer them to someone that can help that them. That can help. Yeah. I so see. we're there. We're there for them. Yeah. No. Fantastic. Uh, and
1: Emma, I, I, you know, again, we're talking about the festive season coming up. I, myself, am looking to get a lovely portrait. It's always nice to get these portraits done of the family with the dog and whatever. How can people get hold of you? Um, you can give me a call, 076-564-4365. Um,
2: have a look on the website, which is emmaobryan.com. Uh, Facebook page is Emma O'Brien Photos. Um, and if anyone's interested in the Rescue Dog Project, mm. um, on fa- this uh, Facebook page is Rescue Dog Photo Project.
1: Oh, wonderful. So, I mean, that would make an awesome gift. Absolutely. Especially for somebody who loves their dog, to um, give them a, a portrait of mm-hmm. their
2: dog to hang on the wall.
1: Absolutely. And I also
2: do uh, give Santon SPCA a 200 rand donation for oh. every shoot book that includes a dog. So, if you want family pictures and the yes, dogs included. put
1: the doggy in. Yeah. They're SPCA, so they'll also yep. be in efforts. Oh, yeah. That's, that's great. I think that's that would make such an awesome, and not just dogs, obviously, your, your cat portrait, maybe Cats, even your horses, budgie or your bearded dragon. Parrots. <laughs> <laughs> Your goldfish, you <laughs> 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 I'm sure and, the the, the and the koi, the coy. yeah. And would you come to their home, or would they come to you? I do.
2: Either it depends on dogs. Uh, okay. On the, the, you know, if it's cats, then it's easier to go to someone's home. Yes. Um, depends on how the dogs behave, really, because some people are more comfortable with their dogs being at home, yes. or we can
1: go to a park, or they can come to the studio. No, well, that's a fantastic so. gift idea to give back. Well, we've run out of time again. It goes so quickly every Wednesday. Uh, just a reminder that the latest issue of Canine Zone magazine is now on sale at Spa Pick and Pay CNA and Woolworths and this is of course our beagle issue we're also going to be giving advice on what to do if your dog chews everything and the wonderful story of Lassie and Trinity who who came home after many many years so get out there and get that next week in tying in with this issue on beagles we will have beagle rescue in studio and we're also going to talk about the little weaver birds that we're seeing all over in our gardens right now until next week as I usually say give all your pets a big hug from me. Bye for now.
0: Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.